face the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Doctor Squee. I am here. I just tried to. I just tried to alter one. Like one headphone wasn't working, so I moved away. And so you uh, broke it all. Just the way it goes. And but ahoy, yeah. hoy. But Doctor Squee, you decide to miss the booby trap week, but you're back for a classic this time. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, why? Ha- like, what did we say to annoy the makers of Lower Decks <laughs> recently? Like, they're they're just like, maybe they've heard that we do this, and they're maybe. like, right, oh, let's let's test this commitment then. Like, we'll we'll throw in Booby Trap as a little reward for them after doing like like after every bad one. I think they're going to just throw in a good one for us to maybe. Make we'll see. I don't know if you've noticed, but they've uh, altered the um, titles again. And you've now got the Crystalline Entity oh, that's behind been, the log cube. That's been there all season. Yeah, it wasn't there last season, though. No, so... So I wonder if we're going to get to do Data Law. Yeah, we've got that in our back pocket, just in case we we need... If there's no references to any other episodes, we've always got that one. Uh, but this that's week, then... We could have probably gone on quite a few if we yeah. thought about it, but... It was just too obvious right at the beginning yeah. what to do. Oh, no, this week it was, yeah, it, it was definite which one we had to do. Um, so we're looking at Room for Growth, the latest episode of Lower Decks, and, of course, that has led us to Masks from Season 7 of TNG, one of the... Yeah. Um, How shall we put it? One of the... Less well-regarded episodes. Yeah. I mean, can, can we uh, just use shit Apologies as... for uh, misleading anybody, but we're not covering the 80s cartoon. Oh, we totally <laughs> should, though. I just couldn't resist. Yeah, I... <laughs> I actually was think trying to think of a joke about the 80s cartoon, but you already did it on our thumbnails, so I'm... <laughs> All I'm saying is, when I was watching uh, Lower Decks and I saw the reference come up in the opening minutes. Yeah. Like, I, I, I not only said bollocks to myself, but I swear I could hear you two saying bollocks wherever you were in the world oh, as so, you saw that moment. It was like, it was in the op- the opening sequence, sort of like the, the bit before the titles, and it was like, yeah, we've got to. Yeah, it's one of them that we'd avoid otherwise, so... I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that it ruined the episode for me, but I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, in the opening minutes, really? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, well, as long as what's-his-name from Code of Honor don't turn up, Lutan, at the start of the next episode, we... <laughs> but we're definitely covering the dregs of TNG, aren't we? But you never know, we might give Masks a bit of a critical reappraisal <laughs> when we get there. Um, the funniest thing is, though, we're talking about doing um, at one of the sci-fi weekenders. We're talking about doing the worst of Star Trek. This mm-hmm. was one of the ideas we had, uh, brilliantly thought of by Elliot. And I think I'm worried we're going to get through them all of this right we, before we yeah, get there. We could do. I, I've got a few <laughs> that I've it's got. Right for the weekender, like it's a chugging. We go to this. People who don't know, we go to <laughs> a sci-fi weekender and. I've off, we've done it before a couple of times. We've done an hour long for retrek, 
and I put forward, yeah, we'd be up for doing one, and I've suggested we do Where Star Trek Goes Wrong, and a yeah. tongue-in-cheek at some of the sillier episodes. Oh, yeah. And... But it's something that you can get an audience involved in as well. Oh, yeah. Is that. Oh, so much fun to have. Like, I, I've, and, and got, also... I've got a couple in mind, and we haven't done them yet, so... I'd also just like to give a shout out. That's kind of the spiritual home of Free Trek because that's Absolutely. where I went with and that's the yeah. that came on uh, second screen first, I think it was, and we we did this. So yeah, it's it's, it's spiritual home. Um, <laughs> I also love the fact that I think what what they're doing is what uh, Marvel did when they did Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. One of the times they went to was Thor two. Yeah. I think they're purposely trying to reclaim the least liked episodes oh. by referencing them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And Lower Decks can do it. Lower, lower Decks can reference really bad stuff and mm. get away well. with it. But you, you couldn't do it on a straight-laced show. Like, you wouldn't have a, a proper sequel to Masks in one of the, the live-action shows. <laughs> Discovery's like Masks Part 2. You never like know. Like they did with uh, Unification, but obviously that was a good one. So as we've alluded to, then yeah, there's a they they refer it refer to it as an ancient mask situation, which I love the implication that this happens all the time. Well, well, Mariner goes up. This is the third time, and you do get it in in the show. Now Freeman goes. There's got to be a better way, and I can't remember the species because it's the same species yeah. for masks. And there's got to be a, a better way of dealing with the. App archaeological artifacts <laughs> yeah i mean and when you watch the the masks episode it does finish with them saying oh we're sending out ships to investigate yeah. it and you're like yeah that'd be the cerritos that would get sent out <laughs> after this that's true <clears throat> and the sort of the b plot then is about all this everybody's stressed and billups says that he's a fucking pile of stress at one point <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's taking that stereotype, isn't it, of Scotty always did it and Chief O'Brien always did it, where they take the tech manuals on holiday with them. Yeah. And this idea that the engineers can never relax, they're always on. And we sort of milk that to its its furthest extent, really, throughout the rest of the episode. Um, and I love the fact that you bring back in, like, I, I love the fact also in um, Lower Decks, not only, like, any background shot can be filthy with uh, aliens you haven't seen in Star Trek since the first episode they were in, so that's always good. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the main character, like, they had the three-armed uh, lady who was uh, the... That was species, were, like, it was a... It wasn't Arex a pseudo or check from the animated, animated series. Animated series. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the kind of bridge officers on that. I, I just love all that that they can do here. And they don't have to worry about budgets with costumes either. No, yeah. exactly. That's But weirdly, this episode kind of feels like a bottle episode because the majority of it's on the ship, but you do bottle episodes because you're running out of budget. But this is animation, so we don't need to, but... It's an interesting idea. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if the writers have gone, well, we've got to do a bottle episode because Star Trek does <laughs> bottle yeah, episodes no, every so often. Had come out with. Yeah, if they exactly. can do a pastiche to a bottle episode, I need it to be in one location. I'm sorry, that was, yeah. was two locations. You had the planet and the thing. True. I would love it if they do a bottle pastiche and knowing Lower Decks, then it's fair, coming. You can't, I don't know if you can class this as a bottle episode because if this was live action, You've got a huge brand new set built for it. True, yeah, you have. Yeah. And on that set, the I love how 
they've got um, a room with puppies in, so they're like, oh, this is the room with puppies, and we also have kittens for deviants. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, by the way. Agreed. Oh, people yeah. Who, who, people who have cats just like to touch themselves. I'm sorry, I, I'm just, just going to say it. No, I, I agree nice, with you. But once to get to a couple of months old, that's old enough. Yeah, if you had a kitten that grew up to be a puppy that then grew up to be a dog, that'd be all right, because you'd get the cute fluffy kitten thing first, and then... Yeah. Although puppies are exceedingly cute as well, so I think puppies have even got it on them there. Well, that's I what I mean. I don't get the whole argument, because people go, it's like, oh, I love cats because they're so independent, and they oh, they tell you to fuck off all the time. It's like, why? Why do you like that? I like to be like that. I don't want my dog to tell me yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. I like my dog to come up to me and think I'm brilliant. And then I go, right, I'm going out now. Brilliant. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah like when, when I came out of hospital, when I'd been in for six weeks, I got in, opened the door, the cat just went, meow, and then pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, really? That's that's all I get. <laughs> the cat's like, what? So I like, like to sleep what? in too. What's You're your back. point? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the main plot then, we've got a room lottery going on, and we get this idea that Delta Shift are the arch enemies of Beta Shift, and they've kind of done this once already this season, kind of in that they had the other lower decks crew, so they seem to like doing these. <laughs> season as well didn't they with them yeah they, they, they like doing these rivalries between our lower deckers and other lower deckers yeah. and do you know why there's four uh four shifts on that is because jericho was on that ship before he went to the enterprise yeah so that's he's it he's put a... i've got to say <laughs> again jericho's i way of doing running things is a lot better for the crew <laughs> Well, Riker so didn't think six, so. Yeah, well, you see this, but this is the rivalry shift. it causes. This you is the rivalry. Six, six hours on, 18 hours off. Instead of eight hours on, 16 hours off. It's I'm great just saying. For the crew. It just meant that Riker had a little bit of a work to do to uh, drop the new rotor. Uh, you say this, Elliot, but you know, you're, you're thinking of it as like the amount of hours, but they probably have to do more shifts because they're doing shorter hours. No, nah, maybe they do two shifts. Job. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe got, they just enjoy no, doing a longer day and then having an extra day off. We've got four, we've got a four shift rotation. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that if there was, right, if there was more people on one shift rotation, which then did less days, so they do longer hours but less days, then if you create a fourth shift, you don't just be more people on you change the who's on which shift you do no, the don't get right. days off unless it's scheduled book mm. time no but i'm saying that's you don't saying. take time off that's why you have things like captain picard and that you've got like 180 days holiday to come like oh yeah you see then, then you're talking about off. the main bridge officers the oh, rest yeah. of them are just you know they, they enjoy their day the rest of them have got a union it's just the main bridge <laughs> yeah the main it's like you can't be in the union if you management or whatever yeah no um, frank is on board that's what i'm saying so in order union. to get to the stop delta shift cheating they've got a sneak to this location and it takes them through shacks and tana's holodeck <laughs> fantasy <laughs> Which I I really like this. It's like they go into it and it's like this is a bank. How boring! And then they burst in. Right, feds, here we go. (laughs) Everyone hit the deck on your dead. Oh, and and it's like I forget what the line is before, but it's something about like, hey, let me show you. And then she just pulls her top. Yeah, she's like, you want to look at this? I mean, Jesus. 
I've got to say, well, this well, is... she's gone hold, enjoying herself, hold deck safety's off and really getting into it. And he's suddenly gone, freeze program. We never talk. I died and you haven't asked me about it. Oh, you're a bit stressed. You want to suckle on mummies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, do you see, this is probably... See, as a, as a joke like this, this is probably about the kind of, like, length I like it to go to. And I'm not complaining, not length of anything else before anyone thinks I'm being rude. But, mm. um, like, this other episode, they have this episode, the episode which was just all about sex. And I, I don't know, that, that felt like a little untrack to me somehow. But little references like this, I think, are just enough to make an adult kind of uh, cartoon. The thing it's that's funny here is, Shorty pulls down one side and he goes, put them away. Because she's obviously a cat, so yeah. she's got loads of nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I know. I get it. Like for some people, like they just want trick, but completely adult. But like this seemed like the right line to me. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind this. It was. Um, yeah. I wanted to find out how she lost her tail, though. But we're we're obviously yeah. destined not to know. Yeah. Let's do what we normally do: kill all the feds, then uh, do the nasty on the desk. And make all the hostages watch. <laughs> I did like that, but I've always wanted to know. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And they end up sneaking through various different rooms then, so they have a swamp for some reason. And well, yeah, well, that's obvious because it's beneath uh, the hydroponics. No, they said that. They did. It's, they they did, said, you're oh, right. isn't it in hydroponics or. Yeah, it's beneath the hydroponics slabs. So oh, they need the swamp. Things. It's kind of like going back to when we covered Galaxy Quest at Squeefest. It's one of them where you're like, why is there a swamp on the starship, you know? But we get, uh, oh, what's your security officer? Shax. No, the other one. Um, oh, I'm not sure. The, the guy who speaks in like... Oh, the, yeah, it's Kershon. Kershon. And he oh. said, doing his plants, enjoying himself. He's, uh, he cuts the leaf off and he's, when, um, I can't remember the name, but like oh, when yeah. Gamora slits his throat. Yeah. yeah. I, except for he says it in really kind of tongue, you get, oh, Gamora when he slits his throat. It's, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest bit about it. I, and I love that character. He could just say anything out of context and it's always funny. Yeah, absolutely. And this is exactly what I wanted from him when they announced that character. I was like, they've just yeah. got to have him coming out with random stuff in oh, all these the way, different um, situations. Just, just because you mentioned it, uh, Screefest, by the way, I will uh, be sending the video to Jim if you want to put that up on the YouTube channel for Retrek. Uh, and the audio will come on a week when... Uh, people want a de- week off that might be that might be what you get when we're at sci-fi weekend or you might get yeah. galaxy quest so there you go we'll see we'll see how the scheduling works out and um, if we get the video it means <coughs> if anyone does want to seek it out earlier it's there absolutely um and then the next room they get is the anti-grav room which that well, it's actually the deflector it's the it's turns the out it's the deflector, deflector dish doesn't it yeah it's, it's which is Really cool because we've never seen. We saw a little bit in Generations. We did where Kurt's messing with the controls, but we yeah. never saw properly. And we've seen it as well with Janeway in um, The Year from Hell, where she goes in because it's on fire, but we never really saw anything. Mm. But this is actually what I was alluding to when I said if this was a bottle episode, 
this huge ah. set that they'd have You're to right, that is an expensive set to build if they did do, yeah. It's sort of the opposite of what you get in First Contact where they're walking around on the outside of the deflector dish, yeah. but this time it's the inside. And we've been introduced to this concept before, back in the first episode of Enterprise, where Merriweather's sat upside down in the anti-grav room, the sweet spot, as he calls it, yeah. which, you know, I'm sure you can make jokes <sighs> along those lines as well if you wanted to, but um, we wouldn't do that. Um, I just... Uh, Mer- Sorry. I was no, going to no, go, go for the Merriweather tavern- tension. It's just he's... He's such a poorly written character. He's always just, oh, gee whiz, golly, we're going to a pond. Ah, oh, golly, gee, I got to do this. He is such a corny character. Sorry. Yeah, there wasn't nothing a lot. to do with this. I just wasn't a lot to him, was there? Really? He oh. was very underwritten. Let's just put it that way. I, nothing against the actor or anything, but just no. no. It was just well, a lot of the characters in Enterprise were thin. Shall we say? I think he got the worst of it though. Probably. He, well, I was trying to say it had a. It was suffering from. What, franchise exhaustion or yeah well, I, or... I felt with him it's almost like they'd written him like a Wes, like a kid character but as yeah. an adult it was just weird yeah and it didn't work didn't and really. even in the later seasons where they tried to give everyone else something to chew on a little bit they never did with Merriweather no which yeah shame um the engineers then we'll talk about them for a bit so they keep trying to find these sneaky ways to actually do work so you've got them like on the massage well, table that they're holding you, the pants as soon as you arrive as soon as you arrive they fix the door <laughs> yeah they fix the door and then they're drawing stuff in the sand that's actually a schematic for something yeah and yeah. They do that black with the cucumbers to make it look like the 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 armbands are green instead of red yeah. or whatever. And the captain said, "What were you thinking? What were we thinking? Um, the so so properties of the cucumber will no." <laughs> also, I love it when the the captain says before it's like they the oh. At least this one's kind of getting into it, to lying on the massage table. Mm. And he goes, she goes, yeah, I thought I could get in some build time on this bit of kit. And the, well, <laughs> the next one well, next to him, when she gets annoyed, he goes, um, yeah, didn't didn't anyone else want to get in some build time? The guy next to him just holds up the thing like, eh, yeah, eh, eh. yeah, but I didn't get in trouble for it. <laughs> and it all ends up with Freeman being the one who actually gets the most stressed out of all of it. And oh, that's nicely done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, fun. it's like a code black. We've never seen one before. And the yeah, first thing to go to is you. You haven't been possessed by an ancient deity, have you? Recently, yes. Yeah. So obviously, uh, it's well, a, it a, few a few of them. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously a prolific problem. You know, they probably should have yeah. blown it up in masks, but we'll we'll talk about that. I did really enjoy it when <laughs> it was like, um, oh. Uh, more puppies in, more puppies. We've exhausted all our puppies. We even threw in some rabbits. Yeah, they chucked some rabbit in. <laughs> and the um, the door then that the lower deckers are waiting outside of. This is very Galaxy Quest. Like we've got this door that only opens once an hour. Yeah, I I loved all the stuff in the uh, corridors with the lower deckers, and you've got the is that the when they meet up with the Delta ship? Yeah, they meet up with Delta because they're talking about what do we say to let people into the room. So it's almost like we've done that joke in Strange New Worlds and in Discovery where it's like, what's the captain's engage thing gonna be? But the the lower deck equivalent is what do we say when we let people in through a door? 
and they want cool. to do yeah they want to do Riker <laughs> they both want to be Riker <laughs> it's also when they're sat next to the um, Delta ship I really like the, the way they did this because they've kind of subtly made them have parallels to each other so they look mm. a bit like each other yeah. and when they're sat next to each other you really see it but you don't notice it straight away it's not very nice I, yeah. like, I like little subtle nods like that yeah it's a good touch um, then back on the planet the engineers have actually built a de-stressing machine <laughs> and it works but the RX person's like no get rid of it I don't know if this is done, if this is a personal nod or anything, but uh, do you know who Temple Grandin is? No, not top man. This woman uh, with autism in America, and she uh, she was quite a pioneer in kind of um, autism and working in animal husbandry. Mm. So she uh, grew up on a farm, and she created this kind of like, uh, for, like for horses, she created this kind of, uh, or cattle, sorry, no, it's for cows, this thing where they go around in a circle to go towards slaughter. So they'd actually something to do with it going around in circles the cattle would go through of their own accord whereas previously they were prodding with cattle prods and right. they just followed it around if it was round in a circle and they'd lead themselves to slaughter uh but one thing she created when she was at college because she didn't like hugs but she wanted to kind of so space she created this machine which you sit in pull this thing and it hugs her all right <laughs> i don't know if this is created but based on it but she got loads of people because they wanted to I forget why, but they wanted her to get rid of it for some reason. It might have been like because it was on campus grounds or whatever. Mm. But she got people to test it to see how they marked it out five, how much more comforted they felt. Oh. It's like a total autism way of dealing with kind of a hug and working yeah. the mechanics of it. But she got enough data to prove that people liked it so that they allowed her to keep it. Uh, that just reminded me of this. I, yeah. I, I'm sure it must be a reference when, to some description. Like, this machine gave me the second idea for an episode we could have covered, the DS9 one, where they've got the guy who uh, Quark's having an auction, and the guy bids for the baseball card. Oh, so yeah. The machine that um, energises your cells so you'll live longer. Yes, nice. yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Like the other day. That's reminding me, actually, there was a lad I went to school with and once, like, he told me, he said, I've got this really good idea for something I'm going to make when I leave school and, you know, I'm going to... It's going to make me a hell of a lot of money and that's my plan for the rest of my life, basically. And I was like, oh, cool, what is it? And he was really reluctant to tell me, he was like, well, you might you might steal my idea, you might try and patent it and think... Anyway, eventually I talked him round into telling me what it was and he said... It's a machine that you go in and it cures any disease you've got. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to build it? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, ah, oh, there, there might be a slight <laughs> flaw to this plan. It's like that film. Nose, isn't it? There's a film with Jack yeah. Black and Ben Stiller Mate, where they create. There's, yeah. there's one with Ben Stiller and Jack Black where they create a spray. Like, uh, Jack Black comes up with this idea of this spray, which you spray on poo and it makes it vaporize. <gasps> and it's called Vapoo Gone or something like that. And, uh, like, Ben Stiller's going, no, that's ridiculous. You can't, like, how would it work? Well, I'll let the science guys come up with that. It just, you spray it and it works. And he goes, um, yeah, but that's not an idea. That's just, yeah. yeah, it's fine. And he ends up having a company and, like, getting some scientists. They go, oh, yeah, I reckon we could use blah, blah, blah. And they make it. And then Ben Stiller's super jealous. I think the film's called Envy. It's really good. Check it out if you have That's it. You need your ideas, person. What was it in that had the underpants? South Park. 
South Park. Yeah, series two of South Park. Yeah, but what's stage two? So two, and it's just question mark. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, then the captain of the Dove, like when they bring this out, starts vaping or smoking or whatever, and just like get that machine destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> yes. get it off the ship. So I thought right that was good. Stage. How quickly stressed the the anti-stress captain was. Uh, wrapping and up. For the, some reason, I love the fact there was a vape pen. <laughs> yeah. Missed me greatly. Wrapping up the main plot then, so they decide that Unity's the better idea and don't put the names in. But it turns out Delta Shift have actually outsmarted them, so they're like, well, we'll just get one room but put four beds in it and we'll still have a bigger yeah. room. We'll, we'll open together with a bigger room. Oh, my favourite one was when Boiler... No, not Boiler. Um, guy with the eyepiece, the Rutherford. engineer... Rutherford. Uh, when he goes, it's like... Uh, and you didn't think about this? Like, you didn't think of putting my name in? It's like, oh, we're all busy with the awful one and one for all. Like, all for one, that's the point. We could yeah. all have the one room. <laughs> it says it right there. Yeah, they just missed a trick there. Never mind. No, um, some, some pretty slick writing there, I thought. Yeah, it was very good. It was nice, though, that they were, no, we, got, we want to stick together. Yeah. They just they, missed out that they could have still done that. That's it. The sentiment was nice, just the um, the logistics they didn't really think about enough. So that's let's... my favourite thing about low decks. What, what it, is it? just take the mix, but there's still a heart behind them yeah. willing to be together. Like, they're, what, they're very good at doing that. What's interesting, if you look at season one, Boiler was really getting really pissed off with Mariner's antics <coughs> all the time. But now, he enjoys that they have all these antics all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. To together. It, it's was... quite an interesting how the relationship has, has moved yeah. on over. Well, you've got Bold Boiler now. <laughs> yeah, and they reference that again, so I wonder if that's going to get him in some serious trouble later in the season, yes. maybe. Oh, it's of just... course it's going to get him in some serious trouble. I just think it's really cool to have, like, uh, it's like an excuse why you still, because after a while you can't have him complaining every time they go into a no. dangerous situation, either why, why would he keep on doing it or it's going to get annoying, or is this perfect? Like, now you've got Bold Boiler, that's why he does it. Like, he doesn't yeah. enjoy it still, but he's, he's committed to pushing himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I also think as well that this whole thing of them, um, the kind of heart behind lower decks, it's like it's almost like more Star Trek because it's like most of the time they end up losing whatever they're doing or at least breaking even at, or at best breaking yeah. even. And they're still kind of together and united and stuff. So I feel like it's almost more Star Trek. In other Star Treks, they end up winning and they stick together and they're all... Yeah, by their true, yeah, team. yeah. If you do that when you lose, isn't that even better? Yeah. So shall we talk about masks then? Um, I wanted to, to watch this one and go, you know what, it's not as bad as everyone says it is, but it's not great. Um, it's worse. I think it's potentially worse. Potentially worse, yeah. I mean, it's, there's some interesting stuff in it, but, yeah, the execution's lacking. I mean, this I mean, is... It, it's really much... We know we're coming to an end. Yeah. And we've run out of ideas. Absolutely. I just want to know, how the fuck do you have an ep episode where the whole ship is being transformed into a, a different environment and it still feels like nothing happens. That's it's true. It's almost like a magic trick of bad. Well, yeah. not, nothing really does happen in this one. That's the... No, that's the, that's the problem with it. Like, it's a really interesting premise, what, what it is. 
But they do nothing with it. Yeah, I mean, the, the premise is similar to the inner light, but instead of it being all internal to Picard, it's doing it externally to the Enterprise, yeah. and that that is an interesting concept, but the way I, I, they I got, do it... I got annoyed... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I got annoyed when we were doing the uh, Strange New Worlds episode where the ship gets transformed into a storybook. Mm. I got annoyed because I was thinking, like, oh, nothing's ever done this. And when we were talking about it, one of you reminded me that it was like, uh, oh, actually, Mask has done it before. It's like, oh, fuck, Mask did this yeah, before this brilliant episode. It doesn't count. How dare they steal their thunder mm. 30 years earlier? <laughs> it, it, it post annoyed me that they'd done this so badly so yeah. many years previously. I mean, it just everything just feels off with it, like... Right at the start where you've got data sculpting and it's like, no, try and... Like, Troy's just... So I know that she's trying to get him to express himself differently, but she's so, like, crabby with him. It's like, right, no, uh, okay, we can tell that you can do impressionism. That's fine. Do music. Oh, no, you've just done a perfect musical note. That's not good enough. You need to show me how you feel. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, when he did the musical note, I was thinking, fuck it... That is so abstract for a computer to do. It's abstract, yeah. Phrasing him left, right and centre going, look, I think we could work on this further, but that's really good. You know, the fact that you've managed to extrapolate something a little different. But no, she's not happy with that at all. But then Troy's been very weird this episode anyway because they go into her quarters, they find this weird artefact, and the first thing she says is, oh, I bet it's Will that's done it. So is this a regular thing that Riker sneaks into your quarters and the, yeah, the uh, fact that like, she's just not concerned about the fact that someone's been in a room? And Like but, at this point, should we also have the relationship with Worf going on? I think it's just about yet, to start. End, yeah, the next episode's yeah, Eye of the Beholder and that's one of the first ones. I thought Parallels was the first Parallels one. Parallels deals in. with it as well. Parallels sort of shows Worf a reality where he's with Troy and Eye of the Beholder shows yeah. Troy a reality where she's with Worf, so... I, I oh, can't I remember. Oh, I'll have to watch Eye of the Beholder back because I remember in, like, in, in Parallels, that was the... At the end of it, he buys her some champagne and that basically leads into all good things. Mm. And I didn't remember another episode. No, no, the Eye of the Beholder does deal with yeah. it. Um, no, but it's I, one I of just, them I that never don't... happened episodes, so... I feel like it almost... Um, Backed up a theory, which I don't think I'm the first one to have, that uh, Riker and Troy were probably fuck buddies when they were just I think they were, but... Yeah. Or was he been in my quarters again, as he always is when we're having sex? That's one thing, though. But Beverly says, oh, maybe you've got a secret admirer. And she goes, oh, maybe. Like, oh, yeah, maybe someone else has broken into your quarters you didn't know about. Yeah. But she's just so, like, oh, we'll find out later. It's fine. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was creepy. So, if, they, if, she'd, if they'd ended it with her going, oh, I think it's Riker, because, you know, yeah, again, I don't think anyone would uh, argue with the fact that probably he goes into her quarters. And, yeah. So I think it, it was almost adding that extra bit mm. made it less believable because it's like, oh, maybe someone else just breaking into my quarters and putting random statues in there. Yeah. Nothing creepy about that at all. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. Uh, But then Data makes a mask, and instead of Troy praising him and blah, 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 she's like, well, hang on, is it you that's been in my quarters, Data? It's like, give the guy a break. He's done, like, three sculptures for you. 
And everyone well, you've maybe got... he has been in Aquarius and he's done four sculptures. Oh, it could have been. Yeah, you want to see something abstract? Here you are. <laughs> That's going in your quarters. Have some of that. Um, and yeah, then we get like the hieroglyphs on the screen and Data knows what some of them mean. And yeah, it's all a bit. And it turns out there's a temple in the comic, which is quite a nice special effect. I like the look of the temple. That was nice. I did actually think that, same as you, I, I thought that effect really stood out, even by today's standards. So that yeah. was really great. But it's uh, the other thing, uh, and I, I love the fact that we've got Picard being, like, because he is an archaeologist, he oh, knows yeah, yeah, about yeah. Uh, different species yeah. and the commonalities. But everything he says, I've certainly never heard of any commonalities or, like, you know, between species and Earth, which is usually extrapolated from. And it just seems... He just says something because it's green going, oh, actually, in most civilizations, they've got two beings which are both gods. Like, to, like later on, he was saying about this, and it, I assumed he was going god and devil, kind of, because I couldn't remember yeah. a lot about this. Episode. And then he goes, no, they're two gods which kind of timeshare. And it's like, well, oh, it, most species have this. Actually, do they? Do they really? Well, it's sun and the moon, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think it. it's one of them where... All the way through, you're going, it's clearly the sun and the moon. Come on. Even the glyphs look like the sun and the moon. Yeah. Oh, oh I agree with that. I'm just saying it's like everything uh, Picard kind of like guesstimates from other species doesn't seem to hold any water. Right? You know, no, I agree. Again, usually they, they give you some basis on Earth for like in most cultures, this happens. And in throughout the galaxy, you kind of assume they've extrapolated. Nothing he says, like, I'm like, yeah, do they, though? Do they? Like, where they go, well, what, what about when he's talking about journeys, and he's like, what about death? The greatest journey. It's like, <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, whatever, Picard, go on. Your theory just fell apart, and you just blagged it by going, uh, death is a journey. Maybe he was thinking yeah. of that guy from Ghostbusters 2, because one of these dying words, like, uh, death is but a doorway or something like that. So maybe Picard was like, well, in this ancient uh, film, Ghostbusters 2, Vigo the Carpathian actually <laughs> says um, death is but a journey. So uh, there we go. Like, and he did say, <clears throat> I shall return. Oh, if this had been stuff. Vigo, that would have been so much better. <laughs> when you see all these bits all over the ship, you immediately think Aztecs. Yeah, they are very aztec yeah. And it's oh like, god, yeah. How come Picard didn't pick up on that? <laughs> you think so? And like the fact that it takes them so long to arrive at oh, it's a bit like the sun and the moon. It's like no, it's exactly yeah. like the sun and the moon. It, you know, one of the symbols is literally the sun with a face on it, and the other one is shaped like a moon. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not I mean, that the only difficult. other thing it kind of looked like was a croissant. Unless the this species is big into croissants, I think it's a moon. Uh, Picard yeah, should have picked it, up it, on that though, being French. There you go. It, it's very strange, isn't it? Because like, it's very what we call ancient ar architecture, mm. but we've got this huge technology behind it. That's yeah. Not re apart from them being hit with a beam doesn't really explain much. Like, so we're writing the computers and taking over the replicators to yeah. transform the ship. Yeah, it's one of them where it's, again, like, not to knock the inner light, because that is an out-and-out -out classic, but 
the fact that this is a species that only just managed to send a rocket up into the atmosphere but somehow designed a device that could perfectly interface with an alien's brain and give yeah. them a whole lifetime's experience. You know, there's always a, a bit of a disconnect between these primitive societies, but they, they make the most incredible technological things. I also felt that this episode, it, it felt like a, an AI, a very basic early AI had created this episode yeah. because it was like, there was loads of kind of lines which just felt like they were said for just dramatic like effect, which didn't really fit. Like when uh, Data's hooked up to uh, to the wall with, in engineering and he's going, it's like, uh, what's it feel like when someone loses their mind? And yeah, like, that's weird. Where did that come from? And, like, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. Why didn't you just say that? Like, it's not very dated and to talk also, so politically. Also, this whole thing. thing of, oh, Data's losing his mind, so he's got so many personalities in there. Going right back to Data Law, did they not say that he had all the memories of all the colony that the Crystalline Entity killed? That yeah. was that was a thing in the early days of Data. Yeah. They, they very much forgot about it afterwards and maybe that's one of the ones they just sort of quietly retconned but it, it was a small colony this is a whole world come on get with oh, it sorry yeah yeah i'm just saying <laughs> he has had this before anyway <laughs> it, did, it did actually remind well, me it of was the, actually um, a very stop. small population for a whole world only a couple True. of people. okay we'll let him off the, the, you know it's a bad episode when it reminds you of episodes of other shows which have done it better so like in this one i was saying it's like Actually, wasn't there a life there an episode I think called Lifeboat in Stargate SG One where Daniel Jackson got loads of uh, like people in his head and he kept yeah, switching I think so. And he he was really good in that. It was a great performance, well written. I mean, look, I'm not saying anything, but I love Brent Spiner, but uh, this is what I was talking about of how much better I feel like he is in Picard than he is in Next Generation, and it's probably down to the way it's written. But it's like, yeah. oh my god, was he chewing the scenery in some of those voices? Like, yeah, I am. Done. The best guy who's scared of the evil women. Yeah. 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 Like, really I, felt. My yeah. my notes actually say Data turns into a twat, then several <laughs> twats. And that those are my notes for this bit. For exactly I, the reason I, he said, like, oh I'm too scared. Ooh, not Cordano. Ooh, Moussaka. I was waiting for uh, yeah. for Wolf to kind of start scanning the walls where he's been chewing the scenery for any shapes that yeah. he might recognise from the glyphs. Like, it's a funny one, this, because they, they explain it and they say that they're a very advanced society, but we're ritualistic, which is fair enough. And then Data's got all these personalities, but it's almost like he's got stories, not personalities. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And also, I've, I've got a whole world's worth of uh, personalities in my head. How many are we going to see? Ah, three, they'll just go through those. Yeah, yeah. The other ones will just be quiet. And that, that's the thing, like, if this is all based on their ancient mythology, you're not going to be scared that Masaka's actually going to turn up and destroy you. And, yeah, it doesn't make sense when you think about it, yeah, does it? Like, actually, also, can I throw in that? Masaka, that's a dish. Better. That's an aubergine dish. Yeah. Jerry Ryan does this role better in, in Voyager. Oh, yeah. She yeah. has all the personalities. Oh, is it Darkling, I want to say, the episode? No. Oh, that's one where the Doctor the, turns the evil. Doctor. No, there's one where she she's picking up loads. Yeah, so. I know which one you mean. I just can't think of the name of it. In the um, one where Major Kira does it as well. 
Um, there's the one where they all get different part, parts of Dax's personality. Yeah, oh, that's the one. <clears throat> I, I just, um, like, after Musaka came up, I was wondering if uh, her ancient enemy, Termasu, might also make an appearance. <laughs> no, it's... You can't just name your characters after something you ate that night. It's Oregano. <laughs> no, it's Corgano. Corgano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably after the seasoning which they used in their Musaka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oregano. No, let's just put another letter in front of it. Yeah, no Corgano. We'll have Corgano. And you do get a good... This is probably my favourite line in the episode where they're giving, like, a damage report and they say, part of Deck 12 is now an aqueduct. <laughs> which, that's a visual. Show us the aqueduct. I yeah. want to see that. That, like... Okay, so part of it's turned into an aqueduct, but we'll just show you a corridor. I mean, obviously it's budget, but I'd, I'd like to have seen a, an aqueduct. I mean, I do, it's one of those things reckon. that they can do now with this. CGI has moved on enough now that they can, they could show something yeah, like they could. that nowadays. Yes, it, it felt like that someone had just shot a kind of mummy movie or an Aztec movie somewhere on Paramount, and they're going. We need a cheap episode, right? Right around this set. Yeah, That'll let's go fun. around there. There's Brendan Fraser won't see us sneaking in. <laughs> yeah, it was in the downtime between mummy shots. Yeah, yeah. that's um, Then the modifier torpedo. Right, let's modify this explosive torpedo. Where should we do it? Ah, stick it in front of warp car. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't, see can't, can't see anything going wrong there. It's it's well, absolutely fine. To be fair, that's where the test end phases and all that as yeah, well. Yeah, you're right. It is. Doing things, but only if someone stood behind the shielding True. to make sure it works, just in case it doesn't. Yes, good point. Yeah. Good point. Also, um, also, like I mean, with all these parts of the ship changing into other things, I mean, life support. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the engines. Like, it's not. Is it not going to get affected at the all walls, by the walls, the outer hull of yeah. the ship? Like, oh, it's turned yeah. into vines. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's also downloaded TARDIS technology, so all this can be contained within the ship and not disturb any vital systems. I mean, luckily, the foot on torpedo turns into snakes, so it doesn't blow up, so that's all right. <laughs> and then, yeah, Picard goes to talk to Masaka... But he ends up getting Brent Spiner doing the old man voice. And, uh, this is just, I mean, it's like, oh, the, his first one, squeaky voice, e Eloy or whatever he's called. And it's like, oh, I'll show you the thing. And then the old man, there's only one other person who knows it. And it's the old man that he won't tell you. It's also he happens to get the two who actually know what the sim. So that's lucky. <laughs> Um, I also like the fact that um, the old man character did kind of remind me of. Do you, do you, did you ever watch uh, the Fast Show? Oh yeah. One character is like, uh, I am an actor. I will now spend hours in makeup to transform me into this, that, and the other. And they always went just, hey, I'm this. And it's like it was <laughs> one where he was being old. It's like I will be transformed into a man of of a hundred years old. I will be old and wizened. It will take ages to perform this makeup transformation. Just one like powder puff in his face goes, Eee, I'm all old like. That is pretty much what he's going for here, isn't he? He's like, oh, the half moon circle and the point. Oh, it's very cold. This fire's just started. And I've just pissed myself. Have the visitors been yet? And don't they say at this point that Masaka has killed the squeaky voice one? Like, 
How, how's that meant to work then? Like, is that has it just deleted that personality now because she, she's killed this him? This is why I don't think he's got personalities. I think he's got stories. Yeah, like memories. Yeah, so and, he, and he's just telling the story, like the same ritualistic. Mm. And I think it's more that he's telling the story of what's happened. Yeah. As opposed well, I, to he's pulling different personalities popping up. I'm sorry to keep on referencing other properties, but it's like in Star Trek, uh, sorry, not Star Trek, in um, Superman 3, where you've got the uh, green light uh, guy and the red light guy on the crossing, and they're kind of like one goes up and punches the other. If you look very closely in Data's eyes, you see one little man like shooting the other. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. It's all there. <laughs> it's all there. I like it. I like it. Good, good pull from Superman 3. Um, so he builds a temple, and eventually they get the symbol. Um, and then this is where they finally tweak. Oh, it's about balance between Masaka and Fondu. And well, it's trying. She suddenly goes, "Oh, we have look at this captain," and makes mm-hmm. him climb up the stairs and kneel down to look at it instead of going. Oh, it's the sun and the moon symbol on this brick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, we've not seen them together again. And before. then... Yeah, like... But then the final plan is basically... Right, make Picard a mask and I'll blag it. And they go, well, how will you know what part of the ritual to perform? I will improvise. <laughs> yeah. He goes full experimental so- sonic machines here. He does. He has, okay. tin, he has his tinfoil mask. Yeah. I've got another reference to pull. Like, uh, uh, this is the worst ever episode, including every iteration of uh, the X Files. There's one episode where, basically, this is with Reyes and Doggett in the later series. Oh, I will be about that. And Reyes, yeah, Reyes decides that Doggett. Because he doesn't remember something, he she just decides that he switched places with his duplicate from another reality. Oh, Basically, yeah. Fucking nothing. There is nothing to back that up, nothing to suggest that as a working theory, nothing. And it just turns out to be right. That's what this whole episode is. Everything that Picard says, everything that they do go, well, I could just wear a mask and blag it. Yes, everything you say will be fine then. Everything yeah, you just, just then, come up with one la- random line of exclamation which makes no sense and it will work. And but that wait, is exactly what he does. He just goes and goes, do you yeah. want to go to sleep now, Masaka? Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. And and by the way, Data sat on the floor and suddenly he's upright because they cut away from him and cut back and mm. he just stood there. <laughs> the corridor is some it's a corridor as well. It's not even a room that they're in. <laughs> they're in a corridor which takes up the same space. It angered me greatly. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. And the fact that where's Picard got his mask from? Because I'm assuming he's He's made this out with tinfoil. I think he used data's that data had sculpted. Oh no, data's got data's no, on, hasn't he? But Picard's mask disappears at the end as well. Oh yeah, it does. And also, they're, they're stood in front of. Oh, oh yeah, because that, that's actually. No, going, they, they no, they ship, like, no, they're in a corridor. The ship makes it, doesn't it? The, right. They they put in the symbol and it makes the mask. Oh, which right. it had made more sense if Picard had put the mask on. And Corgano had have actually possessed him. Yeah. And then Corgano could have done the ritual, but instead it's just, ah, I'll make it up. And, and then you have a big dramatic ending as well, as opposed to them just going, it's like, hey, 
I think you should fuck off. Hey, I think I will. Try and put the mask on, because you'd imagine could Oregano being female, because it's like the sun chasing the moon and stuff. Well, isn't Masaka meant to be female? I don't know. I think, I mean, I, I think Masaka's meant to be female. Could you not tell by Brent Spiner's performance yes, the way no, he channeled femininity? No. Yeah, she was meant to be female. It was mentioned a few times. I mean, don't, right. I don't blame anyone for not following anything in this episode. <laughs> but it was it was also when Picard walked into the room, I looked at the timestamp because, believe me, I was counting the fucking minutes till this ended. And I'm going, it's three minutes left of the episode. How the fuck are they going to wrap this up? Hey, I think you should go. Bye. Done. Yeah. End of episode. It's it, a it was, very it's sudden the, ending. The worst wrap-up of any Star Trek, possibly ever. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, it makes you long for justice. At least that had a, a storyline you could follow. Like, it may have not been a good one, but it, it had a story. Even Code yeah. of Honor, as racist as it is, has a storyline yeah. which you could at follow. At least there's a few fights to the death in Code of Honor, whereas this is just people in a mask yeah, talking sure to each other. I'm not sure we Code of Honor. I, yes, I'm... It's going to be a very difficult one to cover. The problem with Code of Honor is, like, with bad episodes, we can take the piss, like we have been doing with this one and have a laugh, but Code of Honor's that offensive that you can't even really do that. No, no, you can laugh at how bad and how racist it is. I I think you can honestly laugh at how badly it misses the mark. But also... The, thing, the beauty of this is, if we cover it, it means Lower Decks has mentioned it. Because let's face it, we're never going to yeah. cover it otherwise. They have to mention it first, so they've taken this in yeah. order. They were the ones so, who referenced it before us. So, so there you the go. Clip. Mike McMahon, find a way of referencing Code of Honor without offending people, <laughs> and we will cover it. But I mean, I think there's a natural way of doing this. You just, at the beginning of the episode, say, like, should we go to this planet, whatever planet was called on Code of Honor? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. That one's yeah. been banned from the databases. We're not going there. Yeah, it's <laughs> got the death penalty like Talos Far had. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the whole planet's away on uh, re-education about cultural sensitivity at the moment. Yeah, sensitivity <laughs> training for the whole planet. Yeah, very good. Um, well, that about does us, I think, for that one. And let's see what Lower Decks throws at us next week. We'll be covering Lower Decks. We'll also be covering whichever episode it points us to. Will it be I, another I, I, bad one? Who knows? I just, I just I think reiterate. the reality with the Lower Decks is I think we almost deliberately go for the bad episode. Oh, yeah. Because it's how we can cover them. Because they won't fit into other times that week. It's it's true, but let's face it, this was a pretty heavy reference. It was hard yeah, not to yeah. I must admit, this, this was a very heavy reference. But, like, I know that normally we we all slate justice, but this must be really high up there with the worst episodes of Star Trek. Oh, this yeah. makes justice look great. And again, I can't stress this highly enough. It's something that Jim said at the beginning of the episode. There's so many episodes you watch back and go, you know what? Okay, it's it's no not a great episode, but it's not as bad as I thought. Like Justice, I can even find bits of it to recommend. It's not many, but there is yeah. a sort of like there was a good episode to be had out of it, and there probably is a good episode to be had out of this. But fucking hell, did they not go anywhere close to it? <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, the yeah, the it, it's like I said, it's a really good idea, but it hasn't been implemented at all. No. It's yeah. like they've gone, yeah, Aztec culture taking over the ship. 
possessing people through artifacts and it's going to affect the ship because it's going to rewrite it but we'll have no danger to the ship yeah. <laughs> we'll only have one person get possessed what would have made this episode really good and if anyone's got any deep faking skills or whatever um, if when they'd have come into the temple, you'd have had Richard O'Brien run past with the Crystal Maze people going, follow me for a three-minute game. <laughs> well, this is the thing. It's like, with again, like we'll use Justice as an example. With Justice, I think you could keep the same scenes and rewrite it into a good episode. Mm. Like, the same scene beats of where they go, just rewrite it so it's, like, you put more of an emphasis on the god creature, you have more of an emphasis on the kind of morality of their justice system, um, and you could get a really good episode out of it. With this, it would be a page one rewrite scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you definitely. You wouldn't keep any of the scenes as they no, are. You can keep the idea, but none of the actual yeah. content can stay, apart from the bit well, about the being well, aqueduct. The thing with Lower Decks referencing it is Lower Decks can, but did it take in the piss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's like, uh, you know, if you were going to rewrite this episode, basically you just start with. Aztecs on the Enterprise, right? I can go with that, but yeah. you wouldn't just you wouldn't use anything from this episode. It really would be whole cloth new. Rewrite matter, possess people, and alter the ship with it. Go. In fact, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, Code of Honor, and hear me out here. All the racist shit has to go, but even the the scene by scene, like you know them against a uh, superior warring race they're kind of in a battle to the death there's, there's the scenes you could keep and just rewrite them Cash you could fall in love with the guy who's called the woman <laughs> yeah exactly you, you just have to rewrite how they talk it's yeah. like how they talk is completely inappropriate but there is an episode structure to it there is no, right. nothing here i don't I, I honestly cannot think of another star trek episode which has nothing to it that you could keep no it is just a nothing episode, episode but <laughs> there you go um, so we'll be back next week seeing what where Lower Deck sends us again. In the meantime... And whatever we cover will be a better episode than Mass. I think we can almost oh, no, certainly you say you that. Oh, no, you it now. They'll find something. They'll find something. They'll do Subrosa next. Oh, just to I'd love off. to do Subrosa. I mean, fucking a ghost. That's pretty much out the window as well. But in fact, Series 7 of, of Next Generation had some yeah. stinkers beyond stinkers. It's like Elliot said earlier. It was they knew they were winding down. They'd run out of ideas. We've got a film coming up. Let's just get yeah. that. How many episodes do we need? 26, yes. right, here we go. There is a um, uh, <laughs> called Star Trek Next Conversation and they read the um, some of the kind of uh, things which have been written by the, the crew and everything. And there's, yeah, uh, like um, Michael D. Moore has said of this episode and several others, like, look, we're near the end. We had to get an episode out. We just kind of like, this was just so misled. Mis yeah, and he says that about so many of season seven. It's just not not true. And yeah, like you say, they were doing the film at the same time. It was just too much Trek yeah. being done in one moment. 20 fucking six episodes a series. Jesus. You, yeah, you don't get that now. Um, I'm filming 26 episodes of DS9 at the same time. Yes. That's the thing. Like, DS9, I think actually it's a real credit to them. There are more clunkers. Like, there are some bad episodes. Every, every Star Trek's got some bad episode. But Jesus Christ, their hit rate, considering all the ones which are even just medium, like, mm. yeah, that great. DS9 did have an exceptional writer's room, though, when you look at the the people they assembled there. But 
And yeah, I, I, I find yeah, it really hard to justify sometimes that I still am going to say Next Generation is my favourite episode and my favourite Star Trek. Mm, absolutely. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Next Gen is my favourite Star Trek because when it was great, oh, it yeah. was the best. But fucking hell, it's hard to defend when you watch shit like this. Like, <laughs> there's no DS9 equivalent to this. Well, let us know what you think. We're at RetrekPod on Twitter. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. Come and join us on Facebook, YouTube, whatever your social media place of choice is. We're probably there. If anyone has the defence for this episode, I really fucking want to hear it. Yeah. Genuinely, just, just please yeah, let us know. Really I will not take the piss out of you. I just want to hear what If you're a fan of masks, let us know. Not the share film, not the 80s cartoon slash toy line, the TNG episode <laughs> masks. Yeah, you don't get away with it that easy. You have to watch this. Yeah, let us know. And um, thanks for trekking with us this time. I did we... almost change the theme tune for this week yeah. for the titles. <laughs> We'll see you next time on the retrack. Thank you. Bye bye.